0: You're listening to Birthday by the Sugar Cubes, which is not a cover of the Beatles song Birthday, which is by the Beatles, which is a band that I hate. You're listening to Dan Hates the Beatles. I'm Dan Hates the Beatles. Oh <laughs> it gets, why does it get harder every time? <laughs> I also like Sugar Cubes, the thing.
1: The band, I'm not, I'm not familiar with it.
0: Yeah, Test one, two. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. Okay. I just, I'm I just, just speak- significantly louder. Now. I, just, okay.
1: I just, I just, I have a low speaking voice.
0: Oh, and I have, a, as regular listeners are probably aware, I have a voice that is either too loud or too quiet. Danny, you have the voice of an angel. You do have the voice of an angel.
1: This has like a Bjork vibe. Really? Why are you getting that? Is is Bjork the <laughs> singer of this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. <laughs>
0: Damn it! I was going to see how long I could do that to you. So, real, real,
1: real bajork. Here we are. We're at an album that's really weird. Um, Well, and I'm I'm guessing it's
0: because this is a uh, a soundtrack. Well, I also think it's because you know when you have when you're such a musical genius and you yeah. have so many good songs in you that's true you um you just kind of want to slum it every once in a while
1: yeah yeah um i appreciate you saying that it's very genuine
0: <laughs> so well,
1: well here's what the thing is um <laughs> This album contains six songs by the Beatles, including four new ones. Uh huh. Right, and, and a re-release of two. Yes. The remainder is a re-recording of the film's orchestral soundtrack by the band's producer George, quote unquote R.R. and quote Martin. Yes. Um, the and this is this is what it says: the project was regarded as a contractual obligation by the <laughs> Beatles. So. <laughs>
0: You, you love a good obligation album, you know? Can I share the message that you sent to me yesterday? <laughs> sure. So, Yellow Boat isn't a full album. New message. We're definitely I'm playing that George R.R. R. Martin shit. <laughs> and I disagree. I think we should. Well,
1: I guess we're, we're going
0: to. <laughs> it's either that or we talk about five songs. Yeah.
1: Um... Yes, uh, contractual obligations. They they got a new. They got supplied supply some new songs to the soundtrack for the animated film. And again, I've never. Ha- we I haven't seen any of these Beatles films. A lot of tentacles in this one. Um, Yellow submarine. Um, the group showed minimal enthusiasm for the project, uh, etc., cetera, et cetera. So yeah, so they're not really into this. They're not even John. Not, John's not like way into it and all in. I'm, I'm and guessing not. Extra time in the studio. I'm guessing like, not. You know, this. If anything, this is a good. This is a time for Ringo and George to shine.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> which they might. Uh, and then George Martin's like
0: he's a, he's a producer, but he he scored like this this symphonic part. Right, is that, is that what happened? What I find interesting about the, I, I first of all, I don't think anyone would be surprised that I actually, I don't want to say like that part, but I appreciate it, and I enjoy parts of it because, as I mentioned in the, in the very first episode, I do love me some Les Baxter, okay. and he's treading in some Les Baxter territory, and he's also using some like studio techniques that, mm-hmm. you know. The Beatles themselves taught him how to do. Yeah, right, you know, sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the, this is your area, and this is your time to shine on the second half of this album, Hell which yeah. is, you know, symphony, pure moods. Uh, it's like lounge music, instrumental. Show.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Bad music.
0: It's not bad. <laughs> no, I actually haven't even... I mean, it might be good. It- so I, I can give you a primer from Les Baxter land before we get too far into this. I, um, First of all, if you haven't already gotten very, very curious from that one mention in the first episode and downloaded his entire catalog, I forgive you. Um, but Les Baxter was a guy who did as- atmospheric mu- music. He's mostly known for like being one of the people who got like tropical exotica lounge shit going. Um, but he's an interesting dude. And I read an interview with him where the interviewer was like, what the, basically what the fuck's up with your music? Right. Uh-huh. And Les Baxter was said, said, well, this is sunken city. And he played it and like, it's about a sunken city. <laughs> and, and so like you just take it at face value entirely and that's it you just go on the fucking journey it's like i think there's one that's like something about holes like a sea of holes yeah like a sea of buttholes yeah and like if you just take it for what it is it's it's just sea of holes that's it there you go <laughs> no spackle here
1: um so let's jump in now do you want to redo the songs we've already covered or do you want to just skip this well, i
0: think they're on the album so so we'll play (laughs) i mean i i imagine they would have like re-recorded them or something right Mm, i don't know let's find out
1: i don't think they would have all right let's jump into this stupid shit
0: because i just feel like you know to just haul out the original tapes and you know smush it on the record would be kind of i feel lazy why why in God's name when they re-record on a
1: contractual Just, they're, obligation? They're,
0: they're the Beatles. No. The, that's the, 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 best, the best most brilliant. Byron
1: Emo wouldn't even re-record <laughs> if he was in the same. <laughs> Les Baxter definitely would not have done that.
0: Les Baxter would have. Brian, you know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. So yeah, it's the same. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, uh. What's the movie about? Um they get a submarine. And it is will to do, them do, by do, a rich do, uncle, do, 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 and they have to spend the night in the submarine, and it's haunted. And George Harrison is like, "God, Zooks, haunted!" And then uh, uh, Ringo, he's the brave one. Uh-huh. He's like, "It's all right. I got. I, I'll. I'll save you." And then. Thing. close okay
1: pepperland is a cheerful music loving paradise under the sea protected by sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they mixing mixing movies the titular yellow submarine rests on an aztec-like pyramid on a hill i appreciate that <laughs> not Do you think a, there's
0: a full on that hill
1: i hope so <laughs> i i appreciate that it's not a egyptian like it's aztec-like pyramid being as a descendant of the aztecs myself at the edge of the land is a range of high blue mountains. The land falls under surprise attack from the music hating Blue Meanies. Mm. Who hates music? The Blue Meanies, that's who. Who live Something beyond I the Blue there. Mountains. Of course, the attack starts with a music proof blue glass globe that imprisons the band. Of course. It's music proof. Um, with the band sealed in the globe, the Blue Meanies, meanies fire projectiles from big artillery stationed in the Blue <laughs> Mountains.
0: Uh,
1: blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I don't want to give too much of the movie fired away. Fire out their butt. What? I don't want to give too much away. So that's what happens right. at the beginning. you got to watch it to figure out the rest. Yeah. All right, we're going to stop this song, even though it's almost over.
0: Well, and then, and then Paul, I believe, towards the end, uh, kisses John, and he turns from a monster into a prince. Mm. They're inventing all kinds of tropes, those They really those are. They four. invented Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Plus. Did they invent animation? Yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> if they didn't invent it, they definitely <laughs> changed it.
0: Paul McCartney painstakingly yeah. animated each panel. I think
1: Disney and Pixar have just been trying to catch up.
0: Yeah, just, they're just, yeah they're, that's the they're entire thing. They're trying to thing. make their
1: own yellow submarine. Yeah,
0: and I think there's actually footage of Walt Disney you know, on his deathbed just shaking his fist. Beatles! Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Forever chasing the carrot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, um, speaking we, of
1: time anyway. to let the other two shine, this next song was written by George Harrison. It's
0: called... And this one's got to be great, right? I mean, like, if you're just going to re-release a song for the first track, you got to, like, you're making up for lost time here.
1: Do the words "contractual obligation" mean anything to you, Dan? I would not expect anything. You know what? Good for them. I would I would intentionally <laughs> phone it in. Th- I would tank it on purpose. <laughs> Teach you to make me do this. Sh- All right. This song is this song's called. <laughs> it's only a northern song.
0: Oregon. <laughs> If you're listening to this song,
1: you think the chords are going wrong?
0: <laughs> they're, they're not. They're <laughs> not. They should just retitle the album "The Beatles Phone It In." <laughs> I, I hate music about music. Like it's really irritating, and it's something I find like marginally amusing when Barry Manilow does it because he does it all the fucking time yeah it's a meta song
1: sure name it in meta
0: <laughs> it's still just about music it's still just this is a song about the song that it is that you're listening to and that I'm talking about
1: only there's some stuff going on musically. Do you, do you, is there anything in there that's no. that's that's striking no. any chords for no. you? No, there's the, they, hor- the they, hornage.
0: Yeah, there's horns. This is a stupid fucking song. Okay. I want. <laughs> I if I ever find somebody who, for whatever reason, isn't familiar with the Beatles, I want to play them this song It's like, hey, this is the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> This is what they do. This is like... I'm sorry. I think this episode is going to end up being just like pure schadenfreude for me. (laughs) It just occurred to me that like, I'm enjoying this way too much. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't
1: because it's not like this is a genuine attempt by the Beatles. Again, it's the uh, Beatles phoning in.
0: I'm going to keep hammering home that it's a contractual obligation. So... But they really had nothing else lying around i mean
1: yeah probably for other albums (laughs) they're gonna uh, gonna waste their load on this piece of crap
0: here's what i'm imagining i'm imagining that they took literally everything they had shoved it into the white album like like a fucking clown car and (laughs) they're like
1: fucking clown shoes
0: oh shit (laughs) what are we gonna do for this
1: All right, some weird stuff going on. Yeah,
0: that's someone's nephew. I wonder it. if,
1: hey, if, if you're out there in the DHTB um, fan base.
0: If you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to
1: this podcast <laughs> and you like this album, let us know on the DHTB. We love Dan Hates the Beatles Facebook group because, you know, different strokes are different folks. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, add your voice to the mix. Right now it's mainly <laughs> my friends, Josh's family and... People from the David Bowie community that I used to troll.
1: All right, we're gonna just keep this running and go right into the next song, which is called "Altogether Now."
0: Surely this one's gonna be good. <laughs> ew, ew,
1: ew, looking out my back. <laughs>
0: You know, it's, it's hard when you are a, a brilliant musical artist, you know, and you just sometimes got to let that steam out and put out a song where you just count. This part isn't, isn't atrocious, I have to admit.
1: McCartney wrote it, described the song as a children's sing-along. I mean, they are writing songs for a cartoon, after all.
0: Are you talking about, like, their entire career? How dare you. (laughs) I mean, okay, so let's entertain that for a second. I agree with you that Uh this song, if it's for a children's cartoon, is actually fine. It, it's it's okay. I mean, it's a little pandery. It's not it's not exactly you know part of your world. The song, not like you personally. The Little Mermaid. It's, it's no be our guest. You know, it's 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 you know, fine. Sure. Um. But this isn't that different from their other stuff. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's not. I mean, I'm not saying all of it. I'm just saying that the, this sort of thing appears before and it's not that big of this isn't that far of a stretch the time
1: signature is going up i don't give a here. shit about time signature wow that's not time signature
0: that is bpm
1: oh that yeah, the bpm
0: the tempo the the, orte, um, the blood pressure
1: the yeah very isimo at the end it's rather isimo. yes hey bulldog <laughs> is the name of the that's ne- the shirt <laughs> is the name of the next song let's just jump right in I'm trying to get into
0: this is very mission impossible sounding i think i remember liking this one when i listened to it
1: a distinct theme a distinct sound
0: Yeah, and I remember... I remember being really proud of them that they actually mixed the bass pretty high on this. Yeah, this...
1: Lennon wrote it.
0: I... yeah. Yeah, you love Lennon. I'm... I, I don't know what... I, I might need to actually look into this guy's biography. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's... Cause I'm not like famous. I'm I'm not at all pro linen, but I'm seeing that there's like <sighs> Jesus Christ. It's okay. This is rough. Like I just had a little like part of my head that was like still recording rubber soul, uh-huh, and uh-huh. it just like punched me right in the fucking nuts. It's Okay. Yeah, I.
1: This is a real breakthrough moment i feel like we're breaking walls down. no
0: no i still oh
1: paul's bass line was probably the most inventive of any he'd done since pepper and it was really well played says the <laughs> beatles engineer jeff emmerich <laughs> he did a
0: good job um
1: i mean you like that they mix the bass
0: high i do i do i just I, I feel like they're it. stretching for praise it's i think it's a fine i think it's a fine song I don't think it's like uh, Yesterday It doesn't go in that Trophy case for me But For what it is It's I don't know if it's Because it's surrounded By fucking horse shit Or what But Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. It's If If you're lonely You can talk to me Yeah If you're listening to the song You can hear it
1: That's not a That's not a good analogy For the lyrics
0: I was referring to the other, the oh. previous If you're listening, anyway okay. um, Alright, we're going to fade out on this song Yeah, let's get to Let's
1: get to something Because right new now, it's just, it's all too emphemic. much yeah. It's all What? What's happening here? I don't remember listening Oh, snuck in Weird stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> this is on the album. Is it really? Yeah.
0: I might have had a stroke in this part. Oh, no. Okay, I remember. Sounds called It's
1: All Too Much, written by George Harrison.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that this existed, because I remember liking two of the <laughs> songs. And this is the second one, and this is the one where the bass is, I think, mixed higher. Yeah, I, the, the the drug paraphernalia aesthetic shit that I usually don't like, it works here. Like I'm, i I want to see the fucking dancing girls and the zooming in and out and the kaleidoscope thing and the projected uh-huh. you know, like, Harrison
1: said that this is a celebration of his experiences with LSD, although he subsequently found the same realizations with Transcendental Meditation and denounced LSD. Hmm. It wrong. It's, just, it's a pure narc move, bro. Come on. Yeah, a little bit of a narc. Can not be denouncing this shit after you...
0: Yeah, once you're in, you're, once you're, you're in. Once, you, once you've had
1: your third eye open because of it, you right. can't go back on it.
0: I bet John had to, so, like have like a... What do they call it when you leave a gang? Do they like... It's like a ceremony or something where everyone beats you up. Well, I know they beat... They, they jump you in. Right. They jump I mean, you out. Well, to, according to movies. According to movies they jump you out. Mm, but John jumped him out of it. Mm,
1: LSD. Mm. I'll show you. He, he dosed him out. Dosed him
0: out. <laughs> the shit ton like his morning tea.
1: <laughs> um... Well, at least one person called it the pinnacle of British acid rock, this song. Oh,
0: what's that? What's that chunky thing in that? Sounds like an alligator. Sounds like an alligator trying to sing or something. Josh, did you put the LSD in my LaCroix? Maybe. I'm dosing you in.
1: Fuck. Somebody else called it the, uh... One of the top five all-time psychedelic freakouts in rock history. So, so little did we know that Amongst all this garbage At least from critics That there's a song in here That's like You know
0: It's a hidden gem It's like It's like It's like It's like It's, like, it's not a nut filled turd But there's like one nut in it mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's a term I learned from studying music Yeah Maybe a corn Corn Yeah I like the song. This is fine. I like I get. I like the driving. It's just this driving beat and all sorts of shit happening under it.
1: So, Harrison took uh, some acid. He likened the experience to a light bulb going on in my head and gaining hundreds of years of experience within 12 hours. Wow. He credited the LSD for being the catalyst for his interest in Indian classical music, particularly the work of Aravi Shankar, Eastern, you, Sp- Eastern Spirituality.
0: You know what else gives you that experience? Univers- University of Phoenix. Oh. I'm real now.
1: Uh, by the time he wrote this song, the Indian sitar temporarily replaced the guitar as his main musical instrument.
0: Damn. Mhm. He, he he hit it hard. Um, but he
1: composes just one on the keyboard.
0: I'm gonna say something that I I kind of hate myself for saying this, but it's it's an accurate accurate accurate. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can feel the song vibrating, or or not vibrating. Yeah, I guess vibrating throbbing throbbing. It throbs. It throbs. It throbs. Yeah. Holy shit. We're back to it. Yeah. This song throbs. Hell yeah. I want to put it in my ears. It throbs. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. I think we just sat here actually just enjoying the song. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing us do that. Well, um...
1: The next song that's going to come but this, mm-hmm. We're going to let this one keep playing Please do. The next one though is something you have a problem with
0: uh, But I,
1: I, I want to try to And this is another repeat yeah. I want you to try to listen to the song Just as a song and not as an anthem yes. Or whatever okay. Just what do you think about the song musically But we'll let this all too much drone on For a little bit
0: Okay. I'll actually do you one better And say that I listened to this Next song And I found a clip of it from the movie. Cause I was curious if like judging it from, for as a song, just specifically for this movie mm-hmm. and not for the like broadcast for humanity that was originally in, like, does it work there? Like it, I have all the same issues with it that I did f- for the ori- original context where it's like, here's the Beatles, the musical ambassadors of, fucking England mm-hmm. preaching to you about I know I
1: know we and were there and so, so right. what was the we result of the experiment right uh, did it work in the context of just the, the film
0: considering that it is a cartoon mm-hmm. and that they are fighting against things called big blue, blue, meanies, blue meanies given that simplification mm-hmm. and given that it's I would assume for children Hmm. I, I. It's. It's fine. Okay. Good to know. Mm-mm. I think this is like the big fight scene or something. I don't know. I guess there's like there's a big blue finger that like goes around and fingers all the O's and then, like it's it's fucked up. <laughs> it's probably actually it looks like kind of. Animation that I would probably appreciate. Yeah, um, I am actually curious to watch this movie. But like in this moment, the John Lennon. Oh, by the way, they didn't voice themselves in the in the cartoon. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Other people voiced them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Beatles fun it in. Um, John Lennon's care. Oh yeah, and they're all dressed like Victorian era. Uh, s- someone in the group Winslow uh, said something about like. Why are they, why were hippies obsessed with this weird, like, Elizabethan, like, <laughs> dress? there? <laughs> like, they're all dressed like, yeah. And that, it, I'm, is there a gas leak again? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, John Lennon, his character, not yeah. voiced by him, is singing, and of course, the lyrics come out of his mouth, as, you know, I'm sure it happened in the studio a lot, too. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then this finger, this fist, the finger is floating around. And according to what I saw on the Wikipedia for the Big Blue Meanies, um, this is like their main weapon. It's yeah. like their Death Star or something. Yeah. But it, and it's just like it goes around and it's like it's it's fingering all the letters yeah. <laughs> that you <they> can finger. <laughs> and it keeps in them, and I guess they defeat the the, the giant f- finger. <laughs> <laughs> through Like It's it, the, You can't finger these <laughs> These holes Sure <laughs> I don't fucking Were know. you on else Steve, when He saw the film? <laughs> Are you sure this is what happens? We, we need to watch this movie <laughs> okay.
1: We're gonna just Since we've covered this song already We're gonna move on to the next song Alright That's All You Need Is Love Everyone Knows It You Love It Mmm and you accept it in certain contexts. I
0: it, I do accept it in this context, but absolutely still reject it in the other context. Wah, 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 wah.
1: So that does it for the Beatles portion of the Yellow Submarine All right. album. Well, I guess that's it. Oh no! What? There's more. What? By the Beatles? George Martin starting his own Puff Daddy <laughs> s- sort of. Vibe where he he's a producer, but he wants to get in on the action. You know? Right. Who doesn't? A lot of people thought P. Diddy was the first one to do He's like, like you, know, okay, you got this man, Biggie Smalls, and George yeah. B. I. G. Oh, he wants to get in. He wants to be all up in the videos, mm. all up on the album, right. throwing in his, yeah, take that, take that. It you was, know,
0: it, was, it wasn't Puff Daddy. He was wasn't
1: the first one to do it. G. R. R. M. George the Grim Martin. Reaper. Not only is he, you know, sticking his finger in the holes, <laughs> so to speak, but, <laughs> He has an entire half of the album with his name under it. Fuck! It's not the Beatles; it's George Martin. So, here comes the uh, orchestral reaps the orchestral section of Yellow Submarine, and I'm gonna have to yield to you as far as uh, you know. What I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, pl- I'm gonna hit play on this song, right. and then we're okay. gonna. It's gonna go all the way through. I'm not. Even, okay. We're not gonna pause all in right. between songs. Okay. So uh, Pepperland is the first one up. So let's start with right. that one.
0: Ooh. This is probably the studio information. I'm imagining Opening Credits. Wait now Okay, so it might be opening credits, but like this is Pepperland, right?
1: Pepperland.
0: What does this music make you think about Pepperland? We're going to go back it's, to it's what a whimsical I've said before, place? which is uh, whatever your response is, is the correct response. So it's,
1: it's a nice, it's a place full of whimsy. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good, there's lots of stuff going on. There's mm-hmm.
0: commerce happening. Right. There's. It's orderly is what it's I'm orderly, hearing, yeah. but it's not like strict.
1: No, no. People are, people have individual freedoms. Right.
0: Right. Now here we're probably, this is, we're probably introduced to like a singular character, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I have not seen this movie. Okay, now we're back to probably a general, overall setting of like if we imagine a better version of this movie, that would be awesome. I should be writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this
1: orchestration musically? Since you have, I think it, I
0: think it's it's very of its time. I like the I like it as as a. a Like a, a souvenir of that time period of like production music, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot of shifts in. Uh, I, I like I like the little the little chimes, the rhythmic chimes that it has occasionally. Um, this is a hustle and bustle tune, it, you know. It's just like, oh, the, the city, but it's not like a, it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I don't know. It definitely needs the visuals. Sure. I mean. I wouldn't listen to this like This isn't anything that I would say like dude you got to hear this
1: Have you heard Pepperland? From have, you heard,
0: have you heard Pepperland? It'll change your fucking life. Okay.
1: Well, hmm? we're going to row right into the Sea of Time.
0: Oh.
1: Oh. Sitar action. Oh uh, yeah. So you know those Mongolian throat singers that's like it's like the oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a sitar yeah, yeah, in their yeah. voice right
0: Right well they put the sitar down their throats right. That's how
1: they do it
0: <laughs> I can do that shit <laughs> This is your first. If this happens to be the first episode that you've listened to of this podcast, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, nah. All right, what's going on with I see can you? can do that too. Oh, Miss Harrison.
1: Oh. Come on, you silly bird. Bird's British for girl. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's you know. What's going on here, Dan? We're dealing with time, so of course it's just let's shove some Orientalism in there, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck's happening.
1: <laughs> you wanted to play this yeah, shit. Yeah, I
0: know. I want. I, I, I want to watch you listen to it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just why? Why even put this on an album? I
0: don't. The Beatles phoned it in. <laughs>
1: they're just like we're gonna give you four songs
0: <laughs> you
1: take two of our ones we recorded stick yeah, it on here yeah. and the rest it, is it, I it, don't know you're just, gonna
0: eat our shit and you're gonna eat George R.R. R. Martin's shit too <laughs> and you know what you fuckers are gonna buy it cause we're the goddamn Beatles I mean people are probably
1: pissed that they bought this album and they're like what the
0: hell's all this shit
1: <laughs> why are we listening to strings
0: I, I want to know like if there's anyone out there that like bought it and they're kind of like in touch with the production of these these albums. And they're like, oh, they're letting George Martin free on this man. Like, what what is he gonna do? And it's just fucking this. <laughs> it's just regular old cartoon music. <laughs> Are there any like
1: classical music fans who you know, like buy this album and they're?
0: Well, that's that's the funny thing about this area of music and why part of why I find it so interesting is that like and this is something that Les Baxter talks about in that interview where he's just like where he's like look I'm doing this because I love this and if you think about it like I'm in a weird place where the classical people do not respect me because I'm kind of I'm way outside of what they do Mm -hmm. and the rock music people they think I'm a joke And like, basically I'm in, I'm on an Island here and I'm just making this because it's what I want to do Hmm. and it's misguided as fuck, but it is awesome. It's that like, I, I think I like these people for the same reason that like Tim Burton likes Ed Wood, you know, where it's, where it's just like, this guy's a fucking, he's dying on this hill yeah, and that's awesome. Like, I don't think it might not be the best idea. But holy shit, he's going for it He's not an idiot
1: By the way, we're at the Sea of Holes
0: Ooh, okay Get that spec ready
1: Something's happening This is tense Something sinister's going on
0: I'm skewered. This is really tense I almost feel like We're in We're in danger of some sort
1: after this episode <laughs> We're going to be down to uh, Only a few more I was
0: trying to introduce some, some mythology here <laughs> I wanted us to be chased by John Lennon or something <laughs>
1: We have Hold on Have we covered, no We have Abbey Road and Let It Be
0: That's just two more Shit. What do we do after that? What is this? I think
1: there's a Yellow Submarine song track. What from 2014? I don't know what that is about.
0: Are people still into? Is the Yellow Submarine still a thing at all?
1: Like what the song, or like just
0: as a just a thing as a thing? I mean, apparently it's a thing. If they're going to make a movie, it's a movie based on a song. First of all, like that's weird. You know, it's a cash grab, right? Yeah. From the studios. They're like, well, let's, right. let's, let's right.
1: make movies and we're going to make The Beatles a, had zero to say We're going to make an animated this. film of the thing. Right. I feel like at this point, I'm going to just go ahead and read the rest of the plot. Okay. <laughs> so, the land falls under the surprise attack from the music hating blue meanies, right? Uh-huh. They're hitting them with artillery. Um... They render the Pepperlanders immobile as statues by shooting explosive arrows or dropping giant green apples upon them. (laughs) Shit. That's like a... That's like a a metaphor for shit. Green apples, yeah.
0: Yeah, Well, I mean, they're blue, so... It tracks. This
1: was also a reference to the Beatles' then-new company Apple Corps?
0: What is that? (laughs) Like Apple? Yeah. They invented uh, Apple computers. Yeah.
1: Um... What else happened? They dry, they drain the entire city, countryside of color. Color with a U. Of course. Of course. In the last minute before his capture, Pepperland's elderly Lord Mayor sends old Fred, an aging sailor, whom the even more elderly mayor calls Young Fred.
0: <laughs>
1: that's, that's
0: rich. To get help. I bet they get a lot of traction out of that.
1: An explosive fired from one of the Blue Meanie's clowns reactivates the mothballed yellow submarine, and it takes off with Fred in it. Old Fred travels to Liverpool, where he follows a depressed Ringo to the pier.
0: Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ!
1: They even they make him depressed even in the movie. Uh, to the pier, a house-like building at the top of a hill, and persuade him to return to Pepperland with him. Ringo collects his mates, John, George, and finally Paul, and the five journey back to Pepperland and the Yellow Submarine. As they operate the submarine, they sing uh, All Together Now, and then after which they pass through several regions on their way to Pepperland. And they pass through the regions of the Sea of Time, the Sea of Science, where they sing Old Brother Song. The Sea o- of Science? S- yeah, apparently. That wasn't a song, though. Sea of Monsters, a Sea of Nothing, the Foothills, a Sea of Holes. Are, are we still in the sea of, Poles? Still on we're, right now, sea of Holes? Right now we're in the Sea of Monsters, by the way.
0: Okay. Um, so, oh, I'm guessing there's some monsters going on. I was really hoping I could pad this with like looking for embarrassing Beatles shit on Etsy. Mm, it's all just what you expect. It's just like people making signs that say the Beatles and... Putting lights on them and
1: shit. The Beatles. Alright, you know what? I can't even get through all of this. We're gonna we're gonna go on I to the, the, this is m- the
0: most brilliant rock rock band ever.
1: The March of the Meanies.
0: Oh, there's a Beatles There's a discography table of the elements. How much do you think that
1: the Beatle submarine movie grossed?
0: Uh What's the monster thing? Um (laughs) I got you back, Disney fans. Um five dollars. It's a real um it's a real uh prices right style bet there. Uh okay, non prices right style. Um hmm, American dollars?
1: I'll give you the budget. Which was uh, in pounds,
0: okay. quarter quarter of a million.
1: Okay, two hundred fifty thousand.
0: Quarter of a million pounds.
1: Yeah, and if you can, and then
0: there's this, this music. I don't know if I'm always this terrible, but I feel like this music is making me worse because I want to ask how many ounces. I think the music is doing it. <laughs> I'm not usually that terrible, meanies. right? <laughs> not
1: only are they music-proof, but they're humor-proof. Um, what was the cumulative world, worldwide gross from their quarter of a million? I'm
0: going to say... I'm going to say,
1: I'll tell you, they made a profit. So it's more than a quarter mil.
0: Okay, so the way you say that tells me that it wasn't a huge success, but it was a success. You don't know Like, my, financially. You don't
1: know my affectations.
0: <laughs> um, my first guess... I want... So... If I overthink it, I want to say, like, one and a half million, but my hunch is somewhere in the twos. What's your final answer? 1.75 million bajillion pounds. <coughs> Um,
1: well, we sw- we're gonna switch to dollars here because that's all it's on IMDb. Uh,
0: 1.2 million and change. So you you're I wasn't far. off weren't far off, my friend. But I mean, we gotta convert that to pounds if we're going pounds to dollars, and then pounds fucking sterling.
1: Um, <laughs> the runtime was exactly 90 minutes. Hey, <laughs> you know when you're phoning it in? There you go. You just
0: set that timer.
1: Uh, we are on the song
0: Pepperland Laid Waste. I think it's dark. It, it, shit goes bad. It's like Water... It's a, What's that movie where the guy's like... Like a Waterland or something? You know that movie? You're in an artsy movie shit. What? <laughs> so apparently there was a Beatles... TV cartoon show of them, right? I was just looking at, and Paul Freeze did the voice. I think of somebody. Beatles hated it.
1: <laughs> when the producers of the show approached them about the movie, they only agreed as a way of completing their movie
0: contract. Jesus Christ! They're just this is a fire sale. I'm curious how they go from this to like Abbey
1: Road. Well, I I, I don't think they're recording this like in between. Like I think. They're recording this stuff like before like around the time of Sgt. Peppers, and then it just gets released later on.
0: Oh.
1: So I think they go right from their
0: previous album to like to Abbey Road. Okay. Well, I wonder if this has anything to do with um that fucking piece of shit album that they put out, The Magical Mystery Tour. Like this feels like it should be right after the Magical Mystery Tour. Right. Both movies, right? Let's see. Same category. Ooh, Paul Frees. I think Paul Frees did a voice for the else
1: So, at the time, uh, director George Dunning, who directed the movie, was given only eleven months to complete *Yellow Submarines*. <laughs> at the time, I want you to guess how long a typical Disney animated feature took.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, god. Pressure's on here, Mister um, Disney. Well, Disney parks, but still, Mister Disney man. Uh, two, We're on the last song, by the way, which is "Yellow Submarine"
1: and "Pepperland."
0: I know this song. They've won um, two and a half to three years,
1: four years Shit. to make at the time. Dunning had to quadruple his studio staff and fight off financial backers who wanted to change the actors' Liverpool accents.
0: So he was—it was almost like he was fighting off the. Big blue meanies. He himself. had he had scant
1: cooperation from the Beatles. What?
0: <laughs> you need to tell me that those lovable lads from Liverpool weren't giving him the full. <laughs> they wanted a little to do with the project. <laughs> hey, but
1: apparently the movie was a smash hit. Yeah, I mean it was at the box office. It they they quadrupled their uh, their budget. It brought this man immense prestige and a special award from the National Society of Film Critics. Jesus. In the U.S. Wow. Even the band was impressed, apparently.
0: And Uh, agreed
1: last minute to appear in a hastily shot
0: live action epilogue. Wait, the Beatles did?
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: So wait, now that it's a success, they're like, yeah, okay.
1: Wow, so this is a sad part. Uh, Ironically, Dunning. Does that exist? Yeah. Dunning lost money on the movie. Jesus! He agreed to make it for a flat fee, which he plowed back into the production when it ran over budget, and he saw none of the enormous profits it generated.
0: Well, I'm sure that the Beatles helped him out at the end. They Where they're like, "Hey," you he know, never
1: made another feature length. Be a <laughs> part
0: of Apple Carp You know, hey, hey, man, that's that's Dunning's fault. For you don't, you don't.
1: <laughs> it's the Beatles. You don't. You, you got to <laughs> get some points in the back
0: end, baby. Jesus! You know it's going to profit. <laughs> when did they become hyper capitalists? <laughs> I oh, guess net na- right now in this yeah. in this time period. Um,
1: that's it's all
0: about the merchandising. It's like to um, the merchandising. Do, do you know? Um, yay, <laughs> Pepperlanders win. Uh, Going back to the Disney thing. Uh, Paul Freese was indeed... Paul Freese, by the way, is the voice of the ghost host in the Haunted Mansion, which you wrote recently, right? Mm, yeah. Um, uh, He provided the voices of both John Lennon and George Harrison. Oh. Right. So the guy was very versatile. Power Um, bottom, basically. Just kidding. That's gross. That
1: that George Dunning losing money part um, reminds me of... Do you know the story about... The Boondock Saints director and the film being made. yes, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. he like basically didn't get any of the uh, video rights afterward, which is where the where that movie took off, right, which is, Right like, on video after so so
0: the Beatles are like the Willem Dafoe to this exactly. guy, yeah. It was a firefight. <laughs> I've never seen that fucking movie. You haven't seen it? I've never seen you it. You should watch it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's. I want. We should watch. I want to watch Ladybugs first. Okay, we'll watch Ladybugs. And then we'll watch all of the Beatles films. Fuck yeah. So we'll- is that, okay. So is that, since we're getting close, not definitively, just because, I mean, we s- still have some time to patty into this. We- <laughs> it, can be a short, it can be a short episode. Um, I'm sure we've lost all of our listeners. Yeah, yet. I know. This, this is absolutely our best episode to date. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I'll check out this piece of uh, trivia. In 2012, Robert Zemeckis, or Zemeckis, however you say it. Zemeckis. Who, who was set to do a 3D computer animated remake of this Jesus movie. Christ. Said he was no longer interested. <laughs> he told Movie Hole. I'm guessing some blog. That would have been a great one <laughs> to bring the Beatles. the Beatles back to life, but it's probably better not to be remade. You're always behind the eight ball when you do a remake. Well, I tell you, buddy, today, I mean, these are these are the days of remakes. <laughs> Do you think
0: they'll remake that movie? Do you think they'll remake the Beatles? Um, <laughs> will they? Re- that's a good question. I think that they would. Re- maybe not that movie, but I could see like help or what was the other? What's the other one? Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, if there was another band, but there's not going to be another band like that. I don't know. And any- I don't mean that like there are, they're the most wonderful band ever. I mean, like, just yeah, the can. way people consume media now isn't conducive to that.
1: Yeah. I still have no idea what any of the movies are about. Uh, this movie is included on Roger Ebert's Great Movies list, so that's a thing. Huh. Um, yeah. Okay, so,
0: yeah, that was rough.
1: Okay, so I think what we've learned here is that... Um,
0: Sometimes when you're musical geniuses, you just have to squat down and let one out right yeah yeah i mean i i
1: feel like you're reveling in in the (laughs) fact that this you know they phoned it in but (laughs) it it doesn't prove anything about their talent i'm not saying it it does it proves that
0: like but it does say something about like their 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 career and how they look at like their own legacy i guess right i mean like if you if you're gonna phone something in, it does it's it's definitely a fuck you to somebody. Yeah, and it doesn't just end with the the studio. Yeah, like it's it is a fuck you to the to the fans as well.
1: Not really. It,
0: it, it is though.
1: It's it's I I don't know about that. I I feel like listen, they're under contractual obligations. They got to do this shit, so they phone it in they i mean but i mean this their, is, their body of work is is expansive so it's not like their fans have you know very little to go on they have i mean how many albums at this point
0: i really i really think that that they're phoning it in for the studio and it's kind of a fuck you to the studio which i completely appreciate but i i really do very th- punk they invented punk yes yeah um i really do think that at some point they're just it, it's like the 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 dish at the Chinese buffet that I was talking about, the pile, where it's just like, oh, they'll fucking eat it anyway. You know, I think it's, I think, I think there's that feeling behind it where it's just like, yeah, well, okay, whatever. They'll still, they'll still come see this movie. They'll still come, they'll still buy the album. So fuck it. Yeah. Like, there was no thought of like, should we re record this? Like, it would make sense to re record, especially Yellow Submarine, because they have like, more studio techniques at their disposal and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, what the fuck are you going to do with a fucking yellow submarine?
1: I mean, I wouldn't re-record it. Like, well, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I can see... Especially if you're Paul and John, you're like, this
0: is a fucking Ringo. This
1: is... Okay, listen, <laughs> he's lucky we gave him a song. And it's being made into a movie,
0: so... But, I mean, Ringo's not doing anything else. He could at least, you know, visit George R. R. Martin and be like, you know, knock, knock. Hi, Mr. R. R. Martin. I'm, I'm sure Ringo was off
1: in his feelings somewhere, depressed. <laughs> you know, he's having to get it's, coast back into the band. He's
0: become Eeyore now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. There is... Yellow Submarine, the album that accompanies the film. I
0: th- I think it's great. And I think if anyone doesn't have this album, then they're missing out. Because okay. this is a brilliant band.
1: Very short album. 30, 39 minutes, 43 seconds. Uh, uh,
0: look, I previewed the other albums a little bit. I'll get mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> These next two albums are... I mean
0: the most amazing albums ever.
1: I mean, they're really hitting their stride. Like you got The Beatles' White Album, you got Abbey Road, you got Let It Be. Toward the end, I mean, and before that, you got Sgt. Pepper's, Revolver, Rubber Soul. Like they
0: really But really as as podcast music journalists and uh, there we are, you know. The White Album, I think we agree is really half a good
1: album. I forgot. Let me look at it again.
0: Yeah, you're right. The
1: first half is really good. Um, I want
0: to know, like, there's, there's got to be a story there. Like, how you get to, from Sgt. Pepper, which is, I think, I think it's a net good album. Mm-hmm. And then you do <laughs> the Magical Mystery Tour, which is mostly garbage. And 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 people agree a with few, this. A few. actually. I think the Magical Mystery
1: Tour is like the opposite of why. I think the back half of that album is actually pretty damn good. Um, it's got, for, in, in my well, opinion. Well, but
0: that's the that's the the American release, right?
1: Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah.
0: was it like a shorter album? That it was basically this.
1: Interesting. Well, the, so maybe they like, God bless America for having the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the foresight. America. So, I mean, because at the back half of that thing, you got uh, "Hello," "Goodbye," "Strawberry Fields Forever," "Penny Lane," "Baby You're a Rich Man," "All You Need Is Love." That's right. a, that's a damn good.
0: But but if we, if we look at like the actual making of these albums, you have Sgt. Pepper," which is what it is, Okay. and then they put out <coughs> half an album for "Magical Mystery Tour," mm-hmm. and half of those are probably terrible. I mean, depending on your point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they released the wide album, which I'll I'll grant you. solid half of that album is good um or at least at least worth being an album Uh uh and then you put out this shit Uh it's like what i want to know the thought process behind these people i want to know like because something happened something's happening here this isn't like this i
1: i don't think they're the beatles are viewing this as like we're following up the wide album with this one. I think this is like we're following up the wide album with Abbey Road. This is just a thing in the middle that we okay. have that we have to do. Okay.
0: I guess that right. No, that that's fair. I, I'm yeah. probably Right. I'm putting too much historical emphasis on it because that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It's still shit. Yeah. This album
1: <laughs> might be their their piece de resistance, if you think about it. So maybe okay. we should play the album backwards and see what Ooh. happens.
0: You know what? We weren't. We hadn't said anything about this yet. But if you listen to all of our episodes backwards, starting with this one, there's some messages in there. Yeah, and they're for you. And I don't mean you like usatus, like everybody. I mean like you. I mean
1: I mean you, the person listening right now. You. It's
0: for you. Um. But okay. So. so uh, but I'm a throat singer now uh, So, okay um, If you take just the first half of Magical Mystery Tour And put it up against this Which one gets voted off the island for you? I forgot Probably
1: I forgot I mean, it's, the first half of it, It's just so forgettable I, I, I'm going to go with the recency bias well,
0: but th- But this also has like It's really only four songs
1: I mean, so are we discounting All You Need Is Love and Yellow Summer. And I
0: think... Uh, let's go pure original release versus pure original release. You probably got to get rid of Forgetting, this one. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: It's not... Yeah, there's not really... Um, nothing here. There's that one song that we both kind of like, okay, this is good, but it's not worth,
0: you know... You just tack that onto like, the White Album or something.
1: Last thing we'll do is, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a prayer
0: i'm pretty sure we're gonna do
1: well we'll go with um, prayer for you
0: we're praying for you for you um,
1: specifically. we'll say we'll go to stereo gum who ranks the beatles albums and we'll see if this ranks last Mm. we'll say
0: okay Uh,
1: yep it does really (laughs) yep and then the next alas is With the Beatles. Yeah. Okay. And then the third from the last is Let It Be. What? This guy's an idiot.
0: Who is this guy? Let's shame them publicly with our thousands of listeners. Tweet at him. Chris her. DeVille? Or are they them? Chris? You, Chris DeVille? Chris you're DeVille. A, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, Chris DeVille. I'm calling you out. I'm going to fucking finger the O's and the words that you say. So if we go to um, <laughs> ultimateclassicrock.com, dot they're a little bit more. I like got, that as a classical as a classic music burn. I'm going to finger the O's in the words that you say, y- yeah. fucking buddy. <laughs>
1: uh, ultimately, UCR is Yellow Submarines last as well, followed by Magical Mystery Tour. So that's a little bit more. This is this makes more sense. Beatles for Sale, Help, and then Let It Be, and then it goes on from there. I, uh,
0: really though, I think Magical Mystery Tour is. It's highs are far better than I feel like that's just an automatic response of someone going like, well, let's put the two shorter ones at the bottom because they kind of suck. I I think Magical Mystery Tour, although as an album, I I don't like it. It has some, I think, really good moments. And you can tell that they're at least like making an effort. I mean, sometimes too much of an effort. But look at you
1: defending the Beatles.
0: Hey, (laughs) that's right. They're my new best friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all for today.
0: But you know what? Friends are able to tell people when they suck, and this album fucking sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's fine because it's I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna text Paul later on. Like, do you even consider this to be one of your albums? Like a no? Nope?
0: Just he'll just text you back. bootly boo. Bootly boo. That's what he does.
1: But it's the way he texts it that is right. Either a yes or a he no.
0: Makes the, the the Os or zeros.
1: And you can't finger those O's.
0: No, you certainly can't. For Dan, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. Uh, did you want to ask me? Oh that yeah, dude.
1: Uh, I, I don't I th- I think I asked you the last time. Does this make you love the Beatles?
0: <laughs> in a very specific way, it might, <laughs> but not in the way that you're talking uh, about. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, then we shall continue. All right. Uh, two two studios albums left, mm-hmm, my friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. But we'll, we'll figure out ways to keep doing this. (laughs) All right. Bye. Love you.